Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader. Ask me, ask Eliza anything. It's time to ask. Ask me all your questions. Leave them in the Instagram. Podcast mode, ready to engage. Listeners, online, sound turned up. It's really the word engaging that helps it sound like a robot. Other than that, it's just me eating Cheez-Its. I don't know. Robots don't really say that. Audio session, anal expansion on the horizon. (laughs) Welcome to another episode of Ask Eliza Anything, the podcast where you give me a lot of context about your nursing job and your family, and I tell you what I think you should do on the weekends. Yeah. And that's what this is becoming. Everyone's a nurse. A lot of great nurses. I guess they have a lot of time for listening to podcasts. Not a Shout lot of time. Out. They're very Emily's busy. Emily's like, got to put positive spin on this. Shout out to all the great nurses out there, especially all the ones in the oncology ward at UCLA who helped us out last week when Emily blew open the crotch of her jeans. <laughs> you scared me there. Keeping the theme from last week's episode where people are talking about getting super horned up, listening to Scott's hot voice. It's time for Hot Toddy. I'll sing no. again. What? Hot Scotty. Hot Scotty. And it goes. Hot Scotty number one. Number one, Hot Scotty. Hot Scotty number two. Number two, Hot Scotty. Let's hear the sentence, Scott. All right, here we go. Is this real cheddar? <laughs> no. <laughs> I haven't started reading it. That was a genuine question. <clears throat> I have a block of cheese I'm working through out here. Of dubious origin. Okay. Start over so everyone gets super wet. Okay, here we go. <laughs> so all the dudes get super wet. Is this real cheddar? You know, baby. Cheddar. It's a country in England. County. It's a county in England. I knew you were going to fuck that up. I even wrote with, with no R. This is little hamster writing, though. <laughs> it's very curvy. Don't shame our receptionist. See you. Take me there. Cheddar, UK. All the way! Whoa. <laughs> Crack. All right. Cool. Really cool how you went super aggressive there at the end. Aggression that no one asked for. I just love the, is this real cheddar? <laughs> we'll cut it down to that. We'll pair it back. Yeah, why don't you edit that down? Uh, let's get to the questions that make your world go round and make your squirrel go sound. Time to do it. It's real cheddar. Okay. Cheddar talk. 
A few months ago, my husband started a new job. This job was for better hours and upward movement. We are excited to have weekends off together and spend time as a family more. All good things, right? Well, this job is physically demanding. It's welding. So he is completely shot when he gets home. Last night, he asked me about a bad situation that happened to me at work. We were both in bed, exhausted. Keep it clean. We have two little girls. What's ages happening three to you? Are you having a stroke? <laughs> You're just like slowing down. You're reading like me. Do you need me to read okay, this? Okay, no, I just figured out what's you? happening. Uh, it was nice that he asked about my day and I needed to get what happened off my chest. I started to tell him about it and he fell asleep mid-conversation. He full-on started snoring. I was pissed. I was ready to sleep, which is not an easy thing for me. He got me riled up to talk about my day and pass the hell out on me. This mm. is just one example of his constant tiredness. Look, I get it. He works hard and provides for his family, but so do I. How do I address his constant sleepiness? I'd rather he went back to the old job at this point. That's a tough one. I feel like men, like what he talks about this, men get super tired so fast. <laughs> like we get in bed and I always want to play word games, which to the average person are like, uh... I'm, I'm, my mind's awake, it's racing, and I'm like, gotta go nine-nine. I think also women, just because we're such verbal creatures, like, we want to talk, and now it's intimate time, and it's quiet, and I want to, and men just aren't wired like that. My husband is not the first man that I've been with that just passes out, (laughs) like, at night or on a couch, which is the time your circadian rhythm is right. Like, that's normal. You should be. I think, I think you're actually a little offended this poor guy. I know we're like, oh, it's great that he's working hard. I get it. But he's just so tired. So either carve out 30 minutes before or after dinner. Probably before. Before, maybe like have a glass of wine. He could, I don't know, you know, or he can be with you in the kitchen just sitting there and you kind of catch up. Because you don't want to just live to work. You want to connect with each other. But if he's as exhausted as he sounds and it really sounds like that's the only way to be, if it's not going to, you got to carve it out. That's what I say. That being said, people always ask me, how do you carve out working out when you have a really busy job? And I'm always like, what's the big deal? Carve it out. And now that I'm in this writer's room, I get home and I'm like, I don't know how people do it. I can't work out. I just got to gain the weight because I'm so fucking tired. Yeah. So don't be mad at him. And I'm sure once you say it to him, I'll be like, babe, I'm just so tired. Carve it out. I, I get why this particular instance was frustrating because she was, like, tired and she was like, oh, ready to sure. go talk about it. Sure. You know, so I think you just both have to recognize that that is not going to be a time where you can have a conversation. By the way, like, I think it's very easy to be like, he obviously doesn't care. I think at the root of it for a lot of women, like, we're like, oh, you don't care about my day. I work really hard, too. Mm-hmm. It isn't that. It's just really hard to pay attention when you don't care. No, it's just really hard to pay attention We've all been there when you ever have you ever fallen asleep on the phone with someone like in high school on the phone. Yeah. It just gets you. Sometimes you just got to close your eyes. And I think men are more susceptible to just falling, like conking out. Well, don't forget, too, he's basically shaking hands with the sun all day. <laughs> yeah, the sun will. I mean, welding, it's just straight UV. Like you'll sunburn yeah. yourself if you're not covered. And think like about it's... how tired you after a day at the beach. Like the sun takes it exactly. out of you. UV rays do. So uh, you got to talk to him about it. Um, so it doesn't take anything away from how busy you are. And your rage. But, mm-hmm. you know, and I know you have two little girls, so maybe you just hand them some sort of device, like an iPad or something. A live child. Give them, you have a, yeah. So I don't have kids, so I don't, I can't fully appreciate that. But uh, for your sake, your marriage, put it first and carve out that time. Yeah, you just definitely need to have a time period where you're not in bed. Or even it's, I think it's the bed that's doing, maybe it's the half hour of getting ready. Like you tell your kids, like you cannot knock on the door. And then 
you should never have sex again. But yeah, I don't brush know. your teeth and be like, "What up?" I make my husband come into the bathroom when I'm doing face stuff, so I'm so I'm not alone, and he just talks. Sometimes he just has a glass of wine while I take a bath, which I appreciate. You probably don't have the luxury of doing because you're exhausted and you have two children. Um, yeah, maybe. Call have me. you used that new bath yet? Yeah. Oh. When you're taking, no one needs to know that. <laughs> I use it for my muscles because they always hurt. Maybe when you're a. Uh, Taking a dump. Be like, just come outside and talk to me. Through the door. <laughs> Through the door when you're dumping. But you're a bathroom door. talker and not everybody is. I was just kidding. Don't actually like be like dropping off turds and be like, I mean, no, you'll do a you'll do a phone call on the toilet. No, I won't. What do you first of all, what are you doing? No, I won't. When have I ever done a phone call on the toilet? Yeah, let's hear this. I'll talk to people when you're peeing. Yeah, everybody does that. Yeah. That's so I'm just saying that I will not. I'm talking about taking a dump. Oh, okay. Which I'm you sorry. just did on the momentum of this. <laughs> oh, by the way, how's your bath? It's real personal. No one needs to know. I didn't buy a bath. It came with that. No, house. I just really suddenly was like, oh, because the old one, I just was, was genuinely curious and I couldn't. Uh, hold it. I, here's the fun thing about baths. All girls are like, oh, my bath, self care. When you get a bath, you don't take as many baths as you think you will. And we live in California, so it's really hot and it's a waste of water. So I will do it if my body's really aching, like after a weekend of shows. Yeah. Call my 36-year-old decrepit body. My bathroom, so, my bath is just another playground for my cat. Just a saucer of milk. <laughs> Come on, Gracie. Come into my bath. She on. used to get in the shower with me at my old okay, place. moving on. But she won't get in the this place. Away from irrelevant facts about time periods. No one knew you. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It happened to me. I didn't think it would, but it happened to me. I had a nasty bout of postpartum depression. Now, there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about what you're dealing with, and there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about it with someone. I definitely saw a therapist these last couple weeks because, you know, I spend my time giving advice to others, but I could use a little advice myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I'll tell you what, when you're already stressed or anxious, the last thing you want to do is battle traffic and sit in a waiting room and get your parking validated. I'm sorry, is that just an LA thing? You don't need to add all that. You can just sit in the comfort of your own home or a chair you like outside and you can talk to someone from BetterHelp. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time. No additional charge and it doesn't hurt their feelings. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Eliza. I'm busy. And this time of year gets even busier. I've had my baby. I'm back to work. I'm at meetings. I'm on tour. I'm running around. And I don't always have time to sit down for a meal with my family. Sometimes I get home from set so late and I just need to eat something nutritious and go to bed. And that's why I like Factors fresh, never frozen meals because they're dietitian approved and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy I am, and I'm busy, I always have time to get a nutritious, great tasting meal. Factor has over 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. So I never get bored. I'm trying to do less meat in general and they have wonderful vegan and veggie options. I just made a vegan mushroom marsala and I made an onion risotto. Just because you're eating vegetarian doesn't mean you can't eat deliciously. It had roasted garlic green beans. It was scrumptious. Head to factormeals.com slash Eliza50 and use code Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Eliza50 at factormeals.com slash Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. 
Well, it's finally happening. The weather is finally getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to the jackets and cozy sweaters we've been hibernating in all winter. And it's time to say hello, bonjour, to shorts and t-shirts. And if you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. I talk about Quince a lot because I really believe in a sustainable capsule wardrobe. And there's no reason you can't have a sustainable, timeless wardrobe for every season. And Quince has got you covered with premium linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable, silk tops, hello. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Dressing well shouldn't break the bank. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Look well. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza. Currently listening to Bad Donuts as loud as I can stand. That's an episode of the podcast. Yeah, I know. I'm I was telling there. the listeners. Okay, sorry. To drown out my fairy seatmate snores snoring. How is it fair that people who snore like a fucking bear conk out like a little baby? It just isn't right. I have such a hard time falling asleep on the ferry because I have a hard time getting comfortable and having to hear people make awful sounds. Snorers, people that listen to music loudly enough for their neighbor to hear it, people talking loudly when clearly everyone around them are either sleeping or having a quiet ride. How do I get these people to have some consideration for their neighbors on a 620 ferry commute? You can't. Uh, I also think it's, isn't it so weird that some people take a ferry to work? Like, isn't that That's like taking crazy. a plane to work? Yeah. Uh, get yourself a pair of Bose noise-canceling headphones. They will always be $300. They are not cheap, but they will block out the surrounding noise. There's nothing you can do. That's a different batch of people all the time. Ugh. Yeah, people pass out. They snore. People, there's a special place in hell reserved for people who listen to music so loud that it leaks out or just watch and just listen to things without headphones. Loose. You're a bad person. And we all know about the time I confronted a lady on the plane. Mm-hmm. I was like, you need to get headphones. She goes, do you have headphones for me? And I did a deliberate weird accent so that no one could be like, that's my accent. Yeah. She was a fucking bitch. I hate people that are inconsiderate in a social situation and they make it like it's your, like you're the only one bothered by this. So. And they're the kind of people that are not going to change if you ask them to. Like They will not- think it's so rude that you ask. Yes. You got to just do whatever you can to change. I bought headphones for my home Mm. to watch my TV with because my neighbor claims he is deaf and watches TV so, so, so loud at all hours and pretends he can't hear me when I ask him to stop. And so I just understand the definition of deaf. He's like, he's, he's like, I'm mostly deaf, so I can't hear it. So I have to turn it up. And I was like, what? He had it on to like 3 a.m. once, and I texted him like, hey, man. Yeah. And he was like, oh, sorry, it's only 12 now because he texted me the next day. I was like, "You're prote-. like he's just being deliberately terrible about it. So I bought headphones that I put in to watch TV yeah. so that I can hear my t- my own TV Not in my own home. Not is as considered as Emily. Also, I suggest you go to circuit boxes, go downstairs, you find the one what it connects that goes to. to his shitty apartment. You snip that shit. If I was going to murder someone, it oh, go would be on. him. Okay, I'll hold you to that. Because uh, at the end of the month, when you get your bonus, I'm like, I also need you to pick someone to purge. To murder. Yeah. One day. That's my answer. You can't. People will always be rude. Yep. I was thinking about when people litter. I'm like, there's no nice way to be like, excuse me, you shouldn't be texting and driving. Right. Or people are like, wow. 
hey, I was raised this way, I'm born. Right. Wolf. Or like I would get the like I would tell another person that lived in my building and she'd be like, you know, when you live in an apartment, you yeah. gotta hear other people's noises. And I'm like, actually, no, because when I like when I moved into All my right, first apartment by myself. I've never seen baby arm this angry. <laughs> and my TV was right next to the window, which was right next to another apartment. I turned it on to the volume that I usually listen to it at. And then I went outside and I was like, Can I hear it? No. Okay. I mean, and I put subtitles okay. on. First of all, <laughs> so take it's a, not too take a loud. Knee. All right. Everybody talk- else is terrible. Whoa. First of all, never talk over me again. Second of all, you need to take it easy for one of your eyes pops out. Third of all, your baby oh, arm what looks if strong. One was hanging out. I'd be like, okay, that makes sense. Fourth of all, that woman needs to be inconvenienced. And then you'd be like, it's, I have one saved up for that La Bruja, which lives next door. I'm waiting for her one day to ask me a favor. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to stare right back at her and be like, what do you want me to do? Just like she said to me on move-in day. Fucking bitch. Oh, boy. And I never use that term, You're but ready she ready to was. go. That's all I think about is just cage fighting my neighbors live and help. <laughs> next question. Eliza. We're all just sweating. <laughs> Eliza, my wife loves the Real Housewives shows. She calls them her trash TV time. I think the shows normalize and desensitize us to garbage behavior. Our current president's most successful career was as a reality television star, just saying. I won't tell my wife what she can or can't do, but as someone who watches some reality TV, how do you feel about it? Part two. Okay. Do you want to do that and then we'll do part two? Uh, Sure. Okay, so... Wait, let's, I'll do part one first. Yes. Let me say this. I When that franchise first came out, and by the way, they are not lone offenders. There are, there's so much. Most of TLC is garbage TV, and that's a different network. I'm just saying there's so much garbage TV. Right, yeah, And yeah, basically yeah. a lot of it is like, cir- like sideshows. They're like, look at this weird person, and we're pretending it's like a biopic that we care about them, but really, they have weird feet. So, but there's a lot of I trash TV the out there. Most TV is trash. I remember watching... I get you do, but just stop heavy breathing. (laughs) I watched Real Housewives when it first came out. I watched it for a couple years. I also, this is how long ago it was, watched like Rock of Love. and This is like at the height of like dating shows. Flavor of Love, Flavor of Rock, like all that stuff. But honestly, my soul started to hurt. And I really, as a person who, you know, is on a quest to better myself, I was like, I'm not getting anything from this. I'm not, this isn't great dialogue. I'm not learning anything. And their behavior is so unacceptable. I really don't think it's a good look for women. So I, years ago, just opted out of watching it. Fun mm-hmm. fact, if I watched an episode today, it would pick right back up where we left off because it's always just people angry about an edited side eye. So you can't, I mean, what's your question? Well, so it sounds like this person. I feel like it's Garbo. Yeah, but it's like this is pretty judgmental of his wife watching these shows Let me as say this. someone Hold who on. likes them. Hold on. I don't know what kind of, like, dude stuff you watch. Like, you might be watching, like, a post-post-post-game wrap-up <laughs> on, like, an aux cable channel. I don't know. You know, so just because I think it's we're very quick in our society when when it's something men don't do, oh, it's stupid because women do it. But, you know, you have fantasy football, fantasy baseball. Like, there's plenty of dude things that women, oh, by and large, don't participate in. So it's kind of not fair to write off her entertainment as that. If it really bothers you, maybe you guys should pick a show instead that you both love to watch. Pick a show you can binge, something like The Daily Show or just something where maybe it's a little bit more informative. I would be reticent to admonish her before I knew anything about – I don't know what you watch because you might be watching male garbage. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're sitting there and you're only watching the news 
And like National Geographic, then you have a, a stool to stand on. <laughs> so there's that. But I think it's garbage, and I don't think it helps us grow. I think it just makes us shame these other women who are acting like garbage, and we love it, so they just keep acting like that. Hmm. Okay, part two. Her. Blown my, out crotch. <laughs> my wife, a badass litigator whom I adore. Same guy, by the way. Same guy. Also privately threw some shade at a business school classmate of mine for having breast implants. I said it's hypocritical since she follows slash watches these Real Housewives shows who are plastic AF. What do you say, hypocritical or just talking about women like they do on the shows? I don't think I that mean, matters. These women aren't her friend. Like, just because she watches people with fake breasts doesn't mean— Yeah, that has nothing to do nothing with anything. Nothing to do with anything. It isn't like she has breast implants. That being said, you know, I had a nose job when I was 18, and I look at girls with bad nose jobs, and I'm always like, ugh. I would never say anything to the person. Um, Nobody ever, you know, seldom are like, I got a bad nose job, and I love it. Uh, Also, like, no one's perfect. You you seem to be holding your wife to these, like, really high standards. Like, I don't know. Are you the king of Spain? Like, what are these? Where are these coming from? Did you marry her when you were both getting your doctorate, and then she's just got down a real whole... (laughs) Also, like, sometimes people, if you're saying she's a litigator, mm-hmm. she probably just needs to, like, mentally unwind. Like, I have, like, several jobs, and sometimes I won't even turn the TV on. I'll just stare. On a plane, like, I just stare at the back of the seat in front of me, and all I think is no one can get to me. Uh, sometimes I can't even bring myself to read a book. Like, I just kind of do nothing. You need that time for that mental runoff. Uh even if you're the best feminist in the world, you're going to catch yourself saying some shitty things once in a while. So I, I wonder where this is coming from. Yeah, let her live. Yeah. you. Just, yeah. She's not getting it, by the way. If your woman's a lit, your wife's a litigator. She's not uh, susceptible to, like, start—she's not impressionable. She's so, not going to go, like, rip someone's weave off and be like, ah, you didn't invite me to your dinner party. <laughs> I'm in a ball gown at a reunion eating chips and salsa— I feel like um, she's allowed to—you could be the best person in the world. I I donate to women's causes all the time, and I'm still the first one to be like, that girl's a fucking bitch. Like, we're all human at the end of the day. The breast implant thing is completely irrelevant. It is, but I mean, look, she she doesn't need to judge this person, but if you can't judge someone your husband, who can you judge them to? Yeah, I don't know. Your wife sounds a little stressed out. (laughs) So that's it. That's all. Okay. It's not hypocritical. No. It's not like she, like, does breast implants and then sees someone and she's like, look at that pig. <laughs> so like, it's not like she litigates in favor of breast implants. And when she sees them, she's like, oh, what a mistake. Litigates in favor of breast for, implants. For big breast implants. For big breast. <laughs> Hi, Eliza and Emily. I'm from Prague and my boyfriend is from London. Wait, can I just say that there should be a sound that we make every time I, like, cohesively nail a question, like, shing, the nail Or it. gavel dropping. I do that to myself all the time, like, ding, ding. What, I like, I like shing, because that's like a sword. We, can, we can make that happen. Okay. I won't do it all the time, though, but I can't always shing. Shing! Precision. The Blade. You're listening to The Blade. 105.1. The Blade. 106.9. 69. The Blade. All right, go ahead. I'm from Prague and my boyfriend is from London. We have a long-distance relationship for a year already. We both travel a lot. He is a professional musician, but I'm in my 30s and want to settle. Been trying to find a job in London for the past six months. It seems impossible. Brexit, I guess. And I won't survive in London without a job. We're both just peasants slash music industry in the UK. It's a struggle, and Czech salaries are basically monopoly money outside of... Czech. 
Republic. <laughs> CZ. I got an offer to transfer to Tampa, Florida, but he says it's not his. What did you think CZ stood for? Like outside of Comedy Zone? <laughs> no, I I was like, is it Czechoslovakia? Czech, Czech Republic. Yeah. It's not his cup of tea, and he can't really move anywhere since his whole career is in the UK. What do you think we can do? I'm running out of ideas and thought your sharp and creative sense of the world could help. Love you. Hope you make it to Prague one day. Me too. Uh, he's a professional musician, and you want to settle down. She does not have money. She needs a job, but she can't get one. He doesn't want to move to Tampa where you can get a job. Uh, it might be like a shit or get off the pot kind of thing. Like either one of you has to make the sacrifice. You've chosen a job that's very difficult, which is fine. So have I. The idea is like, oh, Tampa's just not a fit. It's like, does he love you? Like, at least give it a shot. Go somewhere where you can both work or build up money. But one of these things has to change because whatever you're doing now clearly isn't working. I'm, well, it says we have a long-distance relationship for a year already. Like, if you cannot survive in London, guess what? You got to keep that long-distance going. That's it. I mean, it's, it is It is what it is. Maybe the most expensive city in the world. Yeah. Um, and if he's not willing to move to Tampa, Florida, it might just not work out. I'm so sorry. I know it's, like, not the answer you want. But relationships involve sacrifice. And if you're both unwilling or can't, it just might not be in the cards. Also, right. think about— when you have a long-distance relationship, it's not real in that. And I'm not talking about, like, military families. I'm talking about, like, if you're dating someone and you don't live together, all the time you spend together is, like, vacation time. Mm-hmm. So you owe it to your relationship to try to be together in a city. Um, and it doesn't sound like that's in the cards since no one's willing to make a sacrifice. Yeah. So that's it. Start downloading those dating apps. Those check dating apps. <laughs> check dating apps. All right. I'm 21 and I'm still a virgin. I know this isn't a big deal at all and I don't necessarily hate it, but I also don't necessarily love it. The older I get, the scarier the idea of sex becomes and I don't really know what to do. I've never dated and that's because I've never been asked out. No one's ever liked me as far as I know. I've only kissed two guys and I suppose that's kind of fucked with my already fucked up self-confidence. I realize that having low self-confidence probably isn't helping my love life at all. I'm mixed race, white slash Bermudian, and I've grown up in a small town in Bermuda, B.C.? Mm-hmm. That's hella white and conservative, where I'm only ever seen as a color. It's either British Columbia. It's just weird oh. that she threw it out there. And guys, oh, Could babe, be, probably British matter. Columbia. Small, cl- small town. Uh, and guys out here never date outside their race, let alone someone like me who's light-skinned and curvy. At this point, I feel like I'll be single forever. What should I do? Can you move? Yeah. Because there is something to, like, if you're talking about British Columbia, like, there's not a lot of black people there. I bet it's British Columbia. Yeah, yeah I think it's British Columbia. So I don't know what you do for a living. You know, there are, it's not going to be as easy. And you're saying you're curvy, so you're not, like, the uh, stereotypical type that's there. There are people that are into it. But I. it just sounds like you're just kind of frustrated. Um, what should you do? You won't be single forever, but if you're putting out a vibe because you seem you're you just seem reticent and nervous about sex, listen to me. It's a big deal because you haven't had sex, but it's not this terrifying, painful thing. There's a reason like people give up everything for sex. You don't need to be focused right now on having sex. You need to be focused on if you're if anything, just meeting someone that you connect with. And if it's the right person for you, then they'll be like, that's cool that you're a virgin. Like, whatever works for you. The older you get, the more difficult it's going to be just because it's something that people tend to lose their virginity when they're younger. Um, maybe work on your confidence because you seem pretty down in the dumps. Maybe it does. Maybe you should move. It sounds like you would really benefit from being around other people of color. 
Yeah. I'm not saying go only to where black people are, but I am saying like a more diverse area. You know, yeah. I know you could go to Toronto or Montreal, even I don't know where in Just Vancouver. Somewhere less conservative, even. There's that. But so there's that. You've got a lot of things working against you. It might be good to move somewhere where there's people more open minded, more diversity. But it really sounds like before any of that, you really need to kind of get that chip off your shoulder and uh, work on your self-confidence um, because there's something in there with the sex stuff. I think you're like, I've never had sex. No one's ever liked me. No one's ever gonna. You're kind of going down the spiral. people kissed you. So they liked you. They liked you? Yeah. It sounds like you just got to kind of gotta get out of that small world. Mm-hmm. There's a big old world out there and uh, lots of room for uh, curvy mixed ladies. Yeah. So that's it. It sounds like you're kind of stuck in a rut. That's mm-hmm. what I say. Half white, half Bermudian, curvy woman. Get out of that city. Or even just, like, go go other places for, like, how Take far away is a big city? Not far. Expand the mileage on your apps. Expand the old horizon, yeah. Sp- yeah, be like, I'll date anyone in a 50,000-mile radius. <laughs> Not that far, but... And uh, maybe look into why your self-esteem is so low. Um... And I'm not mixed race, and so I've never had that prejudice, and I'm not overweight, so I can't even begin to imagine what that feels like. But you got to set yourself up for success. So maybe you see a, a psychologist. Maybe you join a group where there's other people. And there are other people of color. You're not living in, like, Yellowknife. So it's a Canadian reference. Um, so do what you can with what you have where you are, and then break out of there, sister. Next question. When you ask someone what language they took in school, usually it's like with an eye roll. They're like, mm, French. It's like, do you speak French? No, I don't use it. I feel like a lot of us had difficulties learning a language in school. Rosetta Stone is here to change that. It's available on desktop and it can be used as an app on your phone or your tablet. Rosetta Stone are trusted experts for more than 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with an intuitive process and you can pick up any language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. That's right. You might even fool some locals into thinking you're one of them. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. I headed to Mexico City for a little vacation, and I used Rosetta Stone to brush up on my Spanish. Just a few things, a few verbs that I knew I had forgotten, and I was better. Mejor. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Ask Eliza Anything listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Eliza. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Eliza today. I do think there's something to be said for ordering something of quality and every once in a while getting a nice package in the mail with a product that you're going to own for a long time. Let me tell you about Bolin Branch's signature sheets because they're the perfect way to start upgrading your sleep, your room, the look of your room because they're designed to feel incredible for all sleepers. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton. These sheets feel buttery soft yet super breathable and they're perfect for warmer summer months ahead. We have a house that we go to in the summer and I got all Bolin Branch sheets for the beds because we're having a lot of guests this year and I want them to feel like they're at a nice bed and breakfast that they didn't have to pay for. Bolin Branch sheets are free from toxins like 
like synthetic pesticides, formaldehyde. I bet you didn't know that was in your sheets. And their signature sheets come in 14 versatile colors and they come in sizes from twin all the way up to California King. And Bolin Branch has a 30-night worry-free guarantee, which means you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them for any reason, you can send them right back with free returns on all U.S. orders. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowl and Branch. Go to bowlandbranch.com slash Eliza for 15% off your first sheet set, plus free shipping. That's Bowl and Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com slash Eliza for 15% off. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Okay, so you've said often that if you're not enjoying your single time, it's likely that you're doing everything in your power to not be single and that people should enjoy their singleness. But honestly, I'm pretty... Look at your hand. Okay, listen. Oh. But honestly, I'm pretty tired of being single and want someone to share my life with. I have two college degrees, a fantastic full-time job, my own home, car, etc. I've accomplished everything I've been working toward and will continue toward my goal of being debt-free. My question is, after a string of unsuccessful, short-lived relationships, what should I be doing to give myself the best chance of finding a life partner? I want some freaking babies. Totally fair. Thank you. By the way, like when you said that I said that if you're not enjoying your single time, it's likely that you're doing everything in your power to not be single. Yeah. It's just like this ebb and flow of being single. Some people get so obsessed with the fact that they're single and they don't like rest that puss. And but I know the feeling. Every girl that's been single for an extended period of time or even a month, you know, it's like I really want a boyfriend, especially the older you get. I totally get it. So you're not wrong. You should enjoy being single at times, but you should not be resigned to being single and be like, I love it so much. Fuck this. You have your life in order from what it sounds like. So, you know, the definition of insanity obviously is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. Um, So maybe it's a different dating app. Maybe it's going to activities that you would not normally go to. Obviously, you're there like hoping to meet a guy, but you can still have fun. I would look at your leisure activities. Are you going out with the same girls? Do your, you know, are all your friends married and they're not setting you up with people? Are you going, this is a big thing of mine, do you go to the same bars with the same people? I don't know where you live, but, like, change it up. Change up your patterns. Also, so no one can stalk you. But you got to put it out there. You know, like, I didn't want to do a dating app. And the one that I did, I'm not saying this is going to happen, but, like, the one that I did, I went on a couple dates, and then I met the guy that I married. And that's something that I didn't, I didn't want to be on that dating app. So sometimes, you know, we have to recognize the difference between things that are just against, like, morally versus, like, I'm just uncomfortable because I don't know. I have friends that are like, I can't do dating apps. And I'm like, don't know what to tell you then. You also don't want to be the friend that complains about being single but, like, doesn't help herself. And you might have to kiss a bunch of frogs before you get, like, a full case of awards. But, like, you've got to put yourself out there. You don't have to go, like, do a mud run. Like, if that's not who you are, although I'd love to do that. But putting yourself out there and the universe will reward that. Yeah. Fair. You got your life together. Which also some guys are threatened by it. But listen to me, girls. There are plenty of guys that are not. And whether it's going to different bars, hanging out with different friend group, and even asking your friends, do you know anyone? A lot of times our friends don't think to set us up, especially from what it sounds like you seem like a strong girl. They're probably like, oh, Chelsea's got it figured out. And then you say, hey, do you know anyone? They're like, oh, you know what? My cousin Rex is pretty fucking hot. So be bold. Go forward. Get those babies. Hi, baby arm. Thanks for screening through all these questions. First yeah. off, hi, Scott. As a musician, thank you for being a great sound guy because I know artists are a pain. 
<laughs> Eliza, Thanks. you often bring up the fact that you are a better friend to your friends than they are to you. How do you rationalize remaining friends with people that do not appreciate you as much as you appreciate them? We have some examples here, okay, uh, of this person. I've planned numerous birthday celebrations, adjusted my schedule to take someone to the airport because traveling oh. is a pain, made <laughs> breakfast for a hungover roommate before I had to work after he came back shit-faced the night before, driven five hours to pick up a table because, to me, a real friend will do that. This may be juvenile or jaded, but I know that if I need help, I don't have the same support that I am willing to and have given. I'm not suggesting I need the support. That's the end of the question. Uh, well, do you or don't you? It's clearly bothering you. So while you may not need it, and they also may not need it, you might need to be just a little bit more selfish with your time. He's a grown fucking man. He can make his own breakfast. I don't know if you're a girl, but if you are, women tend to baby men. It could be a dude making breakfast. Which I think it's like a, a little weird. man. Think so? I just assumed. How do you rationalize remaining friends? You don't. I'm sorry. People will take as long as you're giving and if you but you also might they might not have a chance sometimes when you're strong and you do everything for yourself like you just said i don't need the support people don't think to do it Mm -hmm. um and i've also said this before sometimes you don't give people a chance to do something for you because you're always engaging you're always planning this you're always doing that i'm one of those people i'm a natural giver it's very easy for me and every once in a while i'm like oh it'd be nice to give it back but Ask yourself, do you want it back or are you just offended that they didn't ask? Because there also might be times where they are asking and you're refusing it. They're like, oh, I guess that's fine. Yeah. Uh, but if the person is continuously selfish, continuously continually selfish, you just pull back or you just stop giving as much and give them a chance to give or realize that it's an imbalanced friendship and it doesn't serve you. Take stock. Take stock, Scott. Take stock, Scott. <laughs> right. I wonder if this is like all... You also might be the friend that has it together and they just don't. And so you can, in which case maybe you've uh, evolved out of your friend group. Possibly. Yep. Those are all my answers. I I really honestly would rewind this podcast and re-listen to all that. (laughs) Those were like wisdom pearls and diamonds. So (laughs) the question of how do you rationalize remaining friends with people that don't appreciate you? You think you You don't rationalize. Don't rationalize anything in your life. Just do it. I can have this cookie I worked out. Just do it. Don't rationalize it. And you know what? If you need to rationalize it, it's because I don't need it like that. But it sounds like you do. Yeah. Something's there. So decide. Don't say I just want you to offer if you don't care. I mean, I have this belief like if somebody asked me for help, like I wouldn't ask for help with something. Your friends only ask you for help. I know. But I I wouldn't ask. Because you know what a pain it is. Right. And so I'm like, why would someone ask that? Like, it just is, which is not a great way to be. Like, I won't accept help because I'm like, ugh, like, why would you even ask for that? You sound young. You sound like you're in your, like, early 20s because at a certain age, it's like, look, do you live in the middle of nowhere and you do, like, a two-hour ride to a Nebraska airport? Right. These are, like, young things and you have roommates. So this is that time in your life. But you might have just evolved past all this and, you know, bring up. If you have a favor that you need and they're like, I can't, you're like, really? Because I... Drove to the airport. And if you bring it up in a non-confrontational way, they might be like, you know what? You're totally right. Mm-hmm. But if they don't feel moved to be as good of a friend back because all they do is take, then maybe you have all passed it. Yeah. Making some hot jam toast for my hungover roommate. Hi, Eliza. Do you really think people have the ability to permanently change, specifically boyfriends? I'm worried that changes will only be temporary. Do you have any experience with your husband in which he fixes something and didn't revert back to old habits? 
My boyfriend used to be a bit of a player, but since we've been together for a year and a half, he's been very loyal. A year ago, I caught him texting a girl, but he said he, quote, didn't realize she was flirting. A few days ago, I saw he had sent a girl on Instagram a seemingly innocent message, and thank gosh she never responded. He says it's because he's depressed, but I've never heard of depression causing you to almost cheat. Should I give him a chance or let him go? What is that message? Like, a seemingly yeah. innocent message, but thank gosh she didn't reply? Yeah. I Also, it's like, is he in the business? Like, I DM men about comedy stuff. My husband will DM with, like, other chefs or stuff like yeah. that. I don't know the context of it, but I have to be honest, it doesn't sound like it's work-related. Um, Especially people, since he said he was depressed. It, if he's saying he's depressed, it's not like people with depression can't love, but, like, that sounds like a cover-up for other behavior. Yeah. Uh, he needs to address that. People can change. Every marriage, every relationship has things like, I wish you could do better on this. Okay, I will. But it sounds like you went into this knowing, like, he used to be that guy. Being flirty is okay, but it is inappropriate to be DMing other girls. Like, it just is. Yeah. Uh, and it sounds like this is going to be something that bothers you even when he's not doing it. So I hate to say throw the baby out with the bathwater, but you don't deserve to be thinking about this. Like, there are plenty of good guys out there. I never have to look at my husband's phone. No guy I've dated. Have I ever been like, let me see your phone? You don't need to live like that. So I would get rid of him because mm-hmm. he sounds like he's just pushing your limits. And yeah. that's it. And it's not, by the way, it's not out of the realm of possibility that as a guy, he's dense. And he's like, I didn't realize she was flirting. Fine. But then a couple days ago, you know, maybe he doesn't want to be dating you. Like maybe you owe it a frank discussion. Saying you're, he's depressed, it sounds like a cop out. I yeah. Like this guy. I was just thinking the same thing. Maybe you ask him like, do you still want to be here? Non-confrontationally. And do and you know what I say? And be like, because I kind of don't. And then he'll be like, oh, cool, because I was thinking the same thing. Because I think the natural thing <laughs> is And then like, burst no. into tears. <laughs> so uh, have a come to Jesus. But uh, this guy doesn't sound promising. No. No. Hi, Eliza. I have recently moved from London to a rather remote part of the UK with my boyfriend as he got a dream job that he couldn't turn down. We have been together for just over 1.5 years. In our early 30s, we love each other but argue a lot. I am extremely sociable, whereas he is not. And although it was my choice to move here, I have left my whole life and all my fam- all my friends to come here and support him, which I find he has forgotten. Recently, when we do have arguments, he has become very nasty and implies that I do certain things to, quote, plan an argument and be the victim. I am very straightforward, not afraid to stick up for myself, which I also feel he doesn't like. I realize the answer to this question is probably pretty obvious, but should I break up with him or wait to see? We only moved about two months ago. I do feel like he makes me doubt myself, and then I find myself snapping out of it and realizing that he is potentially emotionally abusive. Um, You do plan an argument to be the victim because you just said, I left my friends and family to come and support him, which he has forgotten. And by the way, that's not um, a, a wrong tactic. A lot of people do that. And you're saying these things, what you're really saying at the root of everything to him is like, I left everything for you. So you need to consider that every time. The truth is you gave him a gift and it shouldn't, that shouldn't be, he should, you should be so in love with each other that he's always remembering, Hey, you did this for me and you never have to bring it up. It doesn't sound like you guys are a great match. Like it just doesn't. Also, I'm really not into like moving for a boyfriend. You're not even engaged. So I think you are frustrated that you did all this um, and you probably want to go out and do things and he doesn't want to do that. So it doesn't it could be a great match if he seemed to respect you a little bit more. Um, And you shouldn't be doubting yourself. It doesn't sound like you're having a rational 
thing. Like, if my husband tells me I'm acting a certain way, I'm like, yeah, you're probably right because I don't really pay attention. This sounds like he's annoyed and he's like, look, you moved here. Fucking deal with it. And you're like, I did move here. Now you fucking deal with it. Well, the fact that he makes her doubt herself and, you know, she thinks she's potentially emotionally abusive, whether he is or he isn't, that doesn't sound like a relationship you should be in. At all. If he's making you feel that way. Yeah. And you can love each other and, you know, but if you move to a new town, it should be like we're going out, we're doing stuff, like we're having fun, not he's at home playing Call of Duty and (laughs) I want to go to a goat yoga class. Right. Uh, Not unless you're, like, married. So that doesn't sound, like, ideal. Sounds like you both have a lot left to say to each other. Yeah. Dear New Hampshire. (laughs) Or nothing left to say to each other. Whoa. Slam that British door. Shing. (laughs) What'd you say? Schling? Schling. So it's the Jewish shing. Schling. All right. Hi, Eliza. I work at a museum, and after dealing with a toxic work environment for years, I've decided to leave once I find a new job, and I plan on going back to school. My boss has been less than ideal, threatening my employment if I didn't make revenue goals. Kind of hard to do in my department when it was closed for renovations for seven months. Also, who makes revenue goals at a museum? (laughs) Right. Selling Mona Lisa's. (laughs) Denying me professional. Selling children's tours of the gift shop. Like, what's the... Denying me professional development opportunities that are offered to everyone else and accusing me of not giving 100% when I refuse to answer emails from her once I get home in the evening. There's a lot more, but I know your time is important. I've tried talking to her about it, and she'll be better for a couple weeks, then it just goes downhill again. She sees going to HR as going behind her back. HR doesn't keep you anonymous. When I go through the exit interview, I want to be honest about why I'm leaving, but how do I do that effectively and without burning that bridge? First of all, your boss has a power problem. Because to, HR is there for people like her. Because, I'm sorry, because of people like her. Um, she sounds frustrated, you know, to hound you. Like, that means that someone's breathing down her neck. Like, tell your minions to get their numbers up. And maybe she's not doing a great job and she's uh, either a megalomaniac. My mother had a similar job or she loved the job and it was like a charitable thing. And this woman was just on her all the time. Uh, making And also, like, breathing down your neck does not make you want to work harder. No. And she's not respecting your boundaries. You be as professional. You don't owe this woman anything, and an exit interview gives a shit. If you don't, if you're not going to get a letter of recommendation, which maybe you can get it from someone, you don't have, listen to me. You don't have to burn everything. You be as as it's your chance to critique this situation. You don't have to be rude. You can say here are the transgressions and issues I've dealt with. I don't know that there's much benefit to that. There also might not be. I don't really know what people do with an exit interview if you're already leaving. It's not like they're right. holding your paycheck. It's literally just like, hey, so what do you think? I, like, I always say leaving like on fire is never going to be a cute look. If yeah. you really feel compelled for the good of a company that you like to say something, mm-hmm. you can. And you could even tell her. Be like, I just want to let you know here are the things that, you know. Right. But you really have to just see how you feel because it, I don't think an exit interview really matters. Unless you want to, like, stick it to this lady. But right. I don't think it—you'll it, see how you feel. I bet you you wake up that day, you're like, I just want to get out of here. Yeah, I mean, at that point, it might not be worth it to have that difficult conversation when it's not even going to benefit you. Mm-hmm. You may not be the kind of person that dreams of revenge or, like, going one-on-one in a ring with your uh, elderly neighbor's help because she's, like, a bitch to you for no reason. So— you know, we're all made Just different. tear off her bumper on the way out and have a nice day. Uh, <laughs> I saw a UPS truck knock into it the other day. Knocked her window off because she was parked it wrong. It happened. Yeah. Oh, boy. I always fold again. mine in now. I'm scared. We live up a donkey path. Hi, I need your advice, please. Okay. 
I recently, right here. I recently got a new job. Same company, but different role, team, and boss. My new boss is great, but he keeps apologizing for swearing when I'm in the room. He looks at me and says, I'm sorry, I'm about to swear. Recently, he started abbreviating swear words. Yikes. Like, instead of big fucking deal, he said BFD. I'm the only woman on the team, and this makes me very uncomfortable that he can't swear in front of me, and he's setting this as an example in front of all my coworkers. I know his intentions are good, but I'm uncomfortable he treats me differently. I work in a corporate setting and have been with the company about three years, had many different bosses who used to swear, and none of them ever apologized for it, which is what I expect. What should I do? Here's what you do. You ask him. You go into his office. You're like, can I speak to you? And in the nicest way, because he's trying to be nice, but he's actually marginalizing you in doing that, which I think a lot of people deal with when they're gay or of color or just something that's, like, different Mm -hmm. than whatever. Um, So sometimes in people's efforts to do better, it actually, like, exacerbates the situation. And you point blank in a very measured way. Just say to him, like, I do the same job everyone else does. I really respect you. I like working for you. I think you, I don't know if you noticed that you don't curse in front of me and you treat it like I'm delicate. I am one of the guys and I'm here to part. I came to fuck. <laughs> mm. So you don't have to do that. And I, it, it, it's not like you're really angry about anything. I think he'd be like, okay. Because he's probably sitting there minding his P's and Q's. He's like, thank God. Thank fucking God because I got right rage. You owe it to, to your relationship to say something and lead, sandwich it. Lead with how much you respect him and enjoy working with him. And I think that there's been a little bit of a handling here and I'm not a delicate flower Yeah, and I just want to do the job and be on the team. What? I don't know. Your face. I kept expecting you to build up to something super gnarly right there. Because you, <laughs> Fuck you, Carl. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I was like, why is God Because you started so getting real low. Oh, I tend to do that before I Yeah, pounce. I thought you were yeah. hungering down to oh. launch a big shot there. And and then if he says no, you'd be like, you fucking cocksucker. This is what it sounds like. I'd be like, what's with BFD? You sound like a pussy, Carl. <laughs> or... You know what you could do when he does it? Then, sorry, that, that mic popped. Go, I'm sorry, I just gotta stop the meeting. Sorry. What does BFD stand for? <laughs> like, I'm a big fucking dick. You're like, cool, cool, I just wanna check. Like, make him say it. Every time he does it, be like, I'm sorry, what does that stand for? I've got lady ears, so. <laughs> say something to him, he seems cool. Yeah, if he's he cursing, seems he's cool. Nice. Like, he just doesn't know what to do. So, if you just girl. set him straight. Tell him. You can even take him out for a drink and be like, I'm going to shoot this whiskey through my butthole. (laughs) Show you I'm a fucking bronco. Wait, I just learned the (laughs) word for that. If you put alcohol up your butt, I think it's called boofing. Is it boofing? Boofing uh, or the traditional keistering. Everything's keistering. Anything goes up your butt's keistering. In the Midwest, it's keistering. No, if it's alcohol up there. Yeah, boofing. Sure. (laughs) Is it the same from the same company that brought you alcohol-soaked tampons? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's not up your butt. Burn that vagina. (laughs) Okay. Hi, Eliza, baby arm, and hot sounding Scott. Wow. I Is love that where that came from. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what's that? Was... All those episodes ago. I, I mean, it Sorry, comes up a lot. <laughs> I love That's learning true. about the comedy industry, and your documentary gave such great insight. Thank you. My first question is for baby arm. I live in Atlanta and was Why wondering what your favorite me? place is to eat at. Eliza, where do you like to eat in Atlanta? There's this restaurant on Peach Street. Well, there's 1,800 Peach Trees. Why the airport. Me? You like to eat right, at the Emily, Chinese place. Go ahead place and answer this very specific question for like one person. All the ones I liked are closed, but my favorite cool. place is Wahoo Indicator, and they had an item on the menu that we get every year. We only go there for special occasions, like a birthday or whatever, and we go there every year the night before I fly back here. That's like our last dinner. Okay, a little bit of food poisoning. <laughs> I sleep the whole way. And like. Three or four years ago, me and my mom get the same meal there every time. They didn't have it anymore, and they had changed their menu. And my mom was like. 
what is happening? Why is this happening? And before that, they had swapped the mashed potatoes for something else. And my mom was like, this isn't cool. Like, she called over the waiters and was just like, no, you can't do this. And the next year, it got put back on the menu. Do you think it was because of her complaint? I, I think a lot of people honestly complained because they had the same menu of, like, eight things for years and years and it's years. It's not fish tacos? Uh, no, it's not the, it's not the chain. It's, like, just an independently Wahoo. owned Wahoo in uh, Decatur. Get the ahi tuna with the, um, so the mashed potatoes. <laughs> well, they also have—they don't have—that's what I get. Right. But then they have, like, fried chicken and stuff. Locally caught Decatur, Decatur ahi tuna. Decatur fishes. Okay. Decatur fishes. Okay. Uh, second cue for Eliza. My friend's golden retriever passed away, and she's devastated. Mm. What is your advice to help someone grieve? I want to help her as much as I can, but I feel bringing it up just makes her more sad. Last week, another friend straight up adopted a dog for her and gave it to oh her three God. weeks after her dog passed away. So obviously not Eesh. that because I thought that was really inappropriate. Any other solid advice? Thanks for saving that turtle. It would be cool for you to show us what Scott looks like. Thanks. <laughs> Never. No, we want to keep the mystery alive. So she's got a new dog. That's not okay. Never get someone a living gift. Yeah. Never do that ever. I think it's really unhealthy, personally. I'm still, you know, thinking about Blanche. I still have some of the cards up from people. Everybody grieves differently. That being said, like, we are humans. We do have brains, and I don't think you can process the loss of, like, a your soulmate in yeah. a couple weeks. Um I definitely know people that it's like, oh, my Sheltie died. Got to get a new Sheltie because I always get Shelties. I have multiple Shelties on a conveyor belt of Shelties. Um, so I, how I, do you help them? I, I, it doesn't sound like she – it's not up to you to help her. She's helping herself. Well, I guess how do you be support – like do you – would it make you feel better if someone was like, hey, checking in, how are you doing? Or should they just go business as usual? Checking in is nice. Okay. I, I thought it was nice. And sometimes you want to answer, sometimes you don't. Sometimes people ask like innocuous questions like how's it – you know, when you're like – well, the grieving process really does come in waves. It's analogous to a shipwreck, and I found that time really does heal. Like, whatever. It's so mm-hmm. personal to everyone. Ask her what works for her. Straight up be like, yeah. I love you. I want you to be happy and healthy. I would love to check on you, but I don't want to bother you. Would it be okay if I sent you a text asking how you are? Yeah. Ask her. Just straight up ask her because everybody wants things in different ways. You know, that's it. She's obviously already got this new dog. So so whatever healing needed to be done ain't going to happen. Yeah, that answer. Yeah. Or the answer is never buy someone a pet. That's never. Whatever the problem is. Uh, but it sounds like this person is a really good friend and the kind of friend that could nicely be like, hey, what do you want me to do? That's it. Have that talk with her. Yeah. Um, but that open wound that got healed with Golden Retriever Salve is going to heal gnarly. Like, there's still the soul of that other dog, like, in that open wound. Like, you haven't dealt with me yet. So you can paint over it all you want, but it's going to remain. Yeah. Lock up that closet, but that haunting will still be there. Oh, That's boy. why I'm giving myself plenty of time. We're talking yeah. at least a year. Yeah, Which I is mean, appropriate for a woman like Blanche. I think, yeah, I think especially when it is, like, you know, it, it's very different. Like, when I lived with my family and a pet would die. And it's, like, the family pet. And we had a three or four and it was devastating. But that's so different than this is who you've been with for 16 years, whatever. I also don't know. You could be the girl that's, like, we always get golden retrievers. I breed them. I watch them fuck. I've got them. I sell them. So life's a journey and a circle. Next dog, please. So I don't know. Right. Sounds Talk like. to her. Okay, dating advice after being ghosted by a guy you really liked. Oof, ow, my ear. Oh, my ear piercings, I'm so cool. My ear piercings hurt so much. <laughs> ow. Your upper ones? Yeah. Not the tragus. No, the my, like, my inner du- labia, double. like that one that I got. No. <laughs> the, my ear fucking hurts. 
tender. What? Are they new? No. no. It's oh. just this ear thing. So the lady at Claire's just botched it. <laughs> <sighs> Never really heals. Never fully heals. All right. Open wound. Like your golden retriever, open wound. You have to deal with your demons oh. before they become demon dogs. After being ghosted by a guy you really like, dating advice. That's it? Yeah. That's the whole question? Yeah. What's your dating advice? After you get ghosted, what do you do? Everybody you gets ghosted. People Especially are raised now. with no emotions. Everybody gets ghosted. It doesn't mean the next person. If you date six dudes in a row that ghost you, then it's probably you. Everybody right. gets ghosted. If you don't take it personally, he wasn't into you, and you don't want someone that's not into you. That's it. Next question. Let's do Top of the Cob. Come on, guys. Need more context. Uh, hit it. Dos. No. Hit it. It's the Top of the Cob. We're doing it right. Every day. You just take a bite. Top of the Cob. Uh, it's pretty easy. My Top of the Cob is a bird feeder that a fan gave me. They gave me a hummingbird feeder because I had said that I wanted one. And I immediately took it out of the packaging, and it had three options. You could hang it, you could suction it onto glass, or stick it in a ground, and I had a potter, so I or stuffed it. throw it at your neighbor's car. <laughs> throw it right at that fucking bitch. Um, Can I tell you, I knew that you had it, and so I went out onto your thing to make sure that, because I had done so much research when we were trying to figure yeah. out one to buy. I was like, oh, I hope she didn't suction it to something, because then a bird's going to hit the glass, because it's going oh, for the feeder. God, but you put it in the thing, did. which is the safest option. And I sat out there yesterday, and I watched all these hummingbirds. They all are coming to yeah. it? Yeah. The girl that gave it to me described it as, like, flying little jewels, and she's right, and although they could, like, be prettier. And they're coming to it, and I watched their little wings, and they're reticent to, like, and I... Like, I came out on the patio, and they were like, no. And then I sat out there, and I just watched one by one. They came by for—they were so parched. Stick your long beak and sugar water. Are you cooking up your own? Just sugar water. I didn't cook it. I just put sugar in the water. They didn't say to cook it. Okay, let's look into our— Oh, my God. You have to cook it. There's Otherwise, like, you're going to poison the hummingbirds. Shut up. That's not true. Did you not flip the instructions over to the back side? There were There's no instructions. Nother, oh, my God. There were forgot. no instructions. <laughs> oh, there's, oh. like, nectar. The disease spreads through the community fast. The, the sugar, yes. non-dissolved sugar disease? Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> well, fuck them. Because when I was feeding... I'm not cooking a... Fluff of fair over. <laughs> when a I simple was syrup. This isn't a baby. bar. Well, remember when I was feeding the one that we got, the one that we found, the injured one? Yeah, you were like, should but I breastfeed it? I'm like, no, it's a bird. <laughs> but he was also a baby, so it was, like, very specific what They're all babies. How can you tell the difference between a baby hummingbird and a regular hummingbird? They're different. You can They're tell. Different. Uh, so I love that. And That's I love so seeing them, like, come to the patio. And although I'll never, they'll never be dogs, it's nice to see that I've helped them. Yeah, My biggest fear is that a hawk comes in and scoops one up. Well, so that was the other thing I was researching is how you set one up without a hawk. And I think because it is tucked in on the balcony that it's probably okay. It's just I thought cool. they had a treaty. <laughs> no, There's the only... hawk will come eat it. The hawk's like, know. no game. No, we're backing out. Uh, so I really enjoyed that. It's my top of the cob is watching their little bodies flutter. Uh, <laughs> Uh, my top of the cob is when you, well, yeah, I'll do that one. When you see a movie Just and everybody else loves it. Well, I have a different one. Okay. Do you want to hear my other one instead? No. I mean, I whatever pivot? you want. Whatever you want. My top of the cob is Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> oh my God, you're the worst. Fine, fine, fine. I pivoted to Gwyneth Paltrow, who you, I think is so funny. You lunged at that Hollywood Reporter copy. I saw her on it and I was like, oh, what's no, she doing? You want, is that Gwyneth? <laughs> You, Jeremy, pivoted so fast. <laughs> My bottom of the cob is um, when you go to a seemingly healthy restaurant, everything's very green, and it's all about, like, you know, avocados and no oil. 
but all of the paper of the forks and knives and spoons and dishes and cups are plastic. Um, this article came out about the, like, compostable, quote-unquote, fiber molded bowls that, like, Chipotle uses in sweet green. They're like, it's compostable. Yeah. And there's a cancer-causing chemical that, like, doesn't even have a half-life. So you are, in effect, just poisoning the earth. Um, and I'm sure to an extent those companies knew before they did it, but people felt good about it. I'm kind of over these companies that are like, it's healthy for you, but fuck the environment. Get a fucking dishwasher. Get a portable one. This idea, like, if you don't, why? Why is everything plastic? How can you in good consciousness do this? Raise a little bit more capital and get a dishwasher. But I feel like shit when I go somewhere and it's healthy food and they're like, here's your plastic. For eating in the restaurant, not even takeaway, here's an all-plastic everything. It really, I just, it's such a selfish way to be. And the ethos should be health in general, not just for you and fuck the planet you wrote in on. I look for, and I hope that you guys look for these things too. Like your avocado sun butter place down the street will give you a plastic fork and a plastic cup. And I just, if coffee houses make no money and they still serve you a four here cup that's ceramic. You mean not, yeah, not plastic. Because you said they'll give you a plastic fork and cup, but you can get a... Ceramic. If there's an option, you also have to, I'm saying like a coffee house has no money. They make like no money because people right. sit there all day and they still have ceramic glasses. Yeah. These restaurants need to figure it out because it's so fucking selfish and I will straight up not eat at a place or I'll just bring uh, my own utensils, but it doesn't count for the bowl. Yeah. You are being selfish and like, oh, but I'm so healthy and good. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's all in the garbage. And it's really difficult for restaurants to recycle because of like city ordinances and stuff and it's very expensive. So we got to let them know that like it's not cool. That's it. Me, my bottom of cover. Don't but. say Gwyneth Paltrow with a short haircut. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say sliding doors, Gwyneth Paltrow. I haven't seen that movie. I own it. Okay, it's on cool. my list. What? My neck hurts. It's been hurting. Does it hurt like mine, or is it just like you slept weird? No, it's been hurting for probably like a year. You know, Me too. On and off. All I right. don't know. What's going on with you guys? I think it's. Just Jew tense. Just sitting and... My jaw's always clenched. Just sat, I feel like, yeah, I mean, we sit and we're on our phones and we're on our computers and I'm and we're in the car so much. Add it to the list of shit. That's why I try not to be on my phone as of today. <laughs> you know, as of today, but you're, we're still going to be in the car. Guys, hours. listen to me. Now is the time to make healthy choices for yourself and the planet. Hopefully those two ethi coincide. Get it going because we are in fuego. So be kind. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.